Hey everyone, welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. On today's podcast, I have myself, Tim Mazrana, Dave Thomas, Jamie Nopum, and Jay Dumas. And we are going to hash up an article that Jamie um, wrote. Very, very nicely, ago. by the way. It was, it was very good grammar. I couldn't even come close. Whoa, <laughs> About like marketing a... in the in the bow hunting industry, and we have a special guest of a what is that? It's like a freaking is that a hornet? It's <laughs> like a hornet, dude. Why is there a hornet in a basement? There's a hornet. That's one of those mud. Those that's one of those mud things, dude. You better yeah. have something to hit it because I'm telling you right now, that's gonna stink. I got it. Oh, bro. Oh! oh! I'm allergic, oh! guys. I'm allergic. Oh, oh god damn. Oh, oh. Ah, yes, got, got it. Hold on. He's nice, not man. Dead Barehanded. He's not dead. Bleep it out. I'm oh, up. snap. Sorry. Oh, Here, beep, beep. Is it a, uh, what is it? Get it? Oh, it's crawling. It's oh, like god. It's like a little. <laughs> Get that thing. Don't, don't hit it. There the you button. go. You got it. What? I see it. It's Hold over on. by you, Tom. It's crawling. It's a I can't get to it. Oh, come here. Kill that. Come here. Use your foot. Hold on, I gotta get it out. Flicking it at us. I gotta get. Hold on. Now he's under the. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where it went. Okay, our broadcast has been interrupted by a black wasp. I just broke the mic. Hold on. (sighs) Dude, Jesus, you guys broke the whole studio for a little bug. (laughs) Damn. Step at him. What is happening? What is happening? It it wow. died. You guys, it's armor. Whoa, <laughs> it's still flying. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's underneath no boom. Okay, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, you clean it up. Wow. I clean it up. Yeah, you are. Gosh. You stopped into the freaking carpet. Come on. Most Where's exciting. I need a napkin. Oh. Most exciting podcast Don't get, don't get stung, bro. Here, what he's gonna join us now. On? What is it? I don't oh, know what the heck people? that is. Uh, I'm like, like watching Terminator Two. <laughs> that dude is no that, That's definitely Golden Arrow Club extra. <laughs> that's gonna be in just just for it's oh. just gonna be called the, the Wasp. That's and I'm gonna throw it in as a podcast. All right. Welcome everybody to the Bone and Planet podcast. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what happens every time. Every time. Welcome, everybody, to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazrana, Dave Thomas, Jamie Noteboom, Jay Dumas, and in the corner without a mic, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. We're not cutting this. It's all good. Um, in the corner without a mic, Uncle Bob, the Toothless Wonder, and today we are talking about hey. a subject in the <laughs> Too many Bloody Marys for somebody. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> Two out of four of us. Two out of four. Five. <laughs> There's five of us, Tim. Simple uh, math. I know you went to Central. Six. Listen, Uncle Bob doesn't count. He doesn't have a mic out. He doesn't have a mic out. Starting over, you keep him going. I'm starting over. Okay, I'm ready whenever you are. I'll be quiet now. You don't have to mute me. I'm good. I'm good. Come on, just go. <laughs> Dina. Hey everyone, welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazarana. Dave Thomas, who is on mute for uh, real out. reasons, because we can't get into. Jamie Nopum and <laughs> Jason Dumas. And we're going to talk about an article that actually Jamie wrote uh, several years ago about marketing in the uh, bow hunting industry. So... Hey y'all, it's Jamie from the BHP Podcast. Wanted to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, Skullhooker Racks Inc., Vanguard Outdoors, Beyond the Ears Crossman, and Stealth Cam. 
These sponsors are the rock behind our awesome podcast. Make sure and check them out. Now onto the show. Hey guys, we hope you're really enjoying the show. The BHP podcast has been so much fun. If you are, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and SoundCloud. It'd be so helpful and it really does go a long way. As usual, thank you for your support and listening to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Jamie, why don't you give us a little like synopsis, a little snippet? We can read through this article, um, look at your grammar, look at the punctuation, see how good it is, and uh, we can talk about oh, it. We know the grammar punctuation is good, but anyway, I guess the basis of this article was before I met you fools, <laughs> I was kind of like a lot of guys out there, right? The only thing not cool. No, I was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was beyond cool. We all know that. But, but no. The guys that I knew that bow hunted, it was basically, it's Matthews or it's nothing. So that's what I did. I Not ran out. Cool. Yeah, and I grabbed a Matthews. I didn't go to a pro shop and shoot different bows and see what was best for me and find out what else was out there. I was just buying a name. So I kind of wrote an article about you know how I tried to dart and I liked it and I shot that for a while and I get to working with you know bow hunter plant i get to shoot all the different bows and realize that there's a lot of cool stuff out there that i didn't know about because i was i don't want to say brainwashed i just didn't look into it <laughs> dave just said you're welcome <laughs> i signed it you can keep that so uh, autographed yeah i just cut i just cut up the wasp with it so basically, so basically what i wrote when did in the you art, launch this what year is this from it might be like 2014. Oh, don't do that. Jeez. 2014, 2015 or something. Son of a gun, I just got these. That's an old picture. <laughs> Shoe wedgie. <laughs> but, I think uh, it's 2014. Yeah. So, okay, so you wrote this article in 2014, but the Matthews period that you're talking about, what, what are we talking? Are we talking about 907, 09, 08? Yeah, I think probably about 2000. I mean, I started really bow hunting in 2004. For the okay. most part, I had buddies in college that I lived with, it, and I just went to the store and bought a Browning. You know, I had, I didn't know about anything, but once I started getting into it, everybody was like Matthews, 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 or Hoyt, or and uh, I get what the the main part of this article was. There's nothing against Matthews because you know we get that's it. perfect marketing. No, I don't know. We get no, no. You know no. I mean? Matthews is a good company. You make good yeah. bows. Yeah, I just it's the perception. Yep. So. And it, that's what the article is about. Okay, so so why did you go to Matthews? Because of the name, because they looked cool, because I wanted a sticker on my truck, because everybody else I knew was doing it. And peer pressure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> back in 08, and, and, you know, in those years, everybody had a Matthews. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, everybody said, why don't you have a Matthews? Well, I'm going to say right into the switchback. It's probably one of the best hunting bows ever made. Right. So. I mean, yeah, Matthews is a great bow. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's... Yeah. That's something to take away from it, too. But getting a chance to shoot all the different types of mm -hmm. bows and, and getting a feel for them, you really you find out that just because you have a brand that's popular, it may not be what's right for you. you yeah. know. So you have to shoot other bows and find out what feels good for you. So I'm not going to lie. 
I haven't read this article. Yeah. And probably the people listening haven't read the article. They probably either. should. Right? I think like 100,000 people read this. I think so, I won a Pulitzer for that. I can't remember. <laughs> one, of, one of my questions is is that, um, you know, we do a lot of talking about pro shops and all that kind of stuff, right? A lot of it, like you, you can go, you could live in an area where, well, Matthews is probably sold. So that's probably not, that's probably, what I was going to say is probably not necessarily a new true statement is you go to a pro shop and they don't carry Matthews. They probably, somebody in your area probably does because Matthews did a really good job with their but pro But they shops. want to carry Matthews. But no. when you walked in, so, because I'm assuming you went to a pro shop, right, in order to get it. No. You're not buying it online I, back I in 04. I bought a used one. Either yeah. way, we, okay. get it. we get what you're saying. Yeah. So, so my question is, is, is when you walk into a pro shop, what's the experience there in regards to the intake of brands and marketing and all that kind of stuff? I guess it all depends where you live and what you're willing to drive for. Because, I mean, you could be in a really rural area and have one dealer that only sells a certain brand. And then if you actually want to get your hands on and shoot First a particular off, bow. I think it depends on where you are but from my experience and i don't know jay or where you got your bows from over the years or anybody else but from my experience when you go into a pro shop 90 percent of the time they're pushing towards a matthews so the de- if they sell matthews oh if they sell right? for sure Which, now, I, and i don't know if that has to do with the amount of money matthews gives them per yeah, sale or yeah. i don't know the whole well, gist gotta, of i think the they gotta make their numbers background well, yeah. that might be i don't know the whole thing with the sales part so I, I, that's a disclaimer there i don't really know so I'm not acting like I do, but um, <clears throat> for the most part, that's what I remember seeing. Um, at least that's my feeling of it. Now, I did go to a dealer before where they only sell Hoyt, and the same thing. They push Hoyt. Um, they, uh, they, they push Hoyt, and I think that and that's okay. I mean, it's not like they're bad bows here. I mean, that's the point of No Boom Story. It's not that Matthews is a bad bow. It's a great bow, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But what we're trying to say is, there's a lot of other bows out there. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I think this whole story comes around to be is like, look, for the past X amount of years, um, and Matthews has dominated, dominated yeah. the market. Like, and they've done such an amazing job. Their bows have been different. And I don't know why theirs did, it, did well and other ones never did compared, right? Yeah. If, like, you compare Matthews to, like, Athens, right? Athens is a great brand, but they never picked up the pace like Matthews did, right? Where it got to huge numbers and huge sales do you think do you think it's about money walks though what do you mean in in regards to the amount of money matthews is able to put into at that time because internet wasn't a huge thing back then oh the shows the advertising all your professional the investments were done correctly they had had all the big shows and all the big shooters i I think what matthews did too is they went all in Mm -hmm. okay they went all in and it, you know they won. they invested money into yeah. into marketing and they did it right they had a bow that was great and they did the job right I mean, absolutely so who were who were some of the other contenders back then Hoyt, PSC Hoyt, Dart. Hoyt was a big one too PSC I mean, was and they a big still one. are PSC as well PSC I, I shot a PSC yep. yep bear, bear. The, the, the original companies Martin? no was Martin really. a big well, one well they back were but no? not yeah, they weren't so the original old companies would be Martin uh, Hoyt PSC uh, Bear Matthews is a young company. Actually, they're actually young, so they Brownie technically wouldn't even fall into the old. <laughs> Brownie was out there for a while. They got bought out by PSE, yeah. and PSE closed them. So they're pretty. I think they closed them. My understanding. Yeah, my which first was too bad. Was a Brownie as well. Mine too. Brownie would have done real well. Brownie Micromitis. Hmm. I had something just, similar to that. Brian, twelve years old. Have that? 
I do. Can you bring it in? Yeah. I want to see absolutely. that next time you're here. Brian, yeah. too, he's got uh, Midas or something. I told yeah. him. Or Mantis. His is a Mantis. Oh, is it a Mantis? I told him to bring it in because yeah. I'd like us to be able to play with it here for a little bit. Yeah, Not it's shoot pretty it maybe, cool. But, you know. Anyway, Matthew's the young company, and that's why I made the comment, like, it's interesting that Matthew's was able to do it in Athens and other brands weren't to that that level, and I think it's because of what they put into it. Because they're both a young company. When you look at it from a young company perspective, Matthews is not that old. I think they're a 90, 1992 company, yeah. and that's not old compared to a dark. No, but it's about how they boy. share their content. I think. No, you're right, 100%. They killed it in the they, marketing. They, were, they captured the, the TV market. Which, which was which was the was golden the standard yeah. of getting out in front no, of that people. was before social media and all yeah. you know and everything yeah. else. There was I mean, well, cell phones back way. Yeah. yeah, that magazine yeah. was ATA. Way. I don't even know when ATA was created, but don't know actually. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I think another reason I wrote that article was you know I guess it, I don't know what do you want to call these people fanboys that only want to hear that a certain brand is all you should shoot and everything else is terrible. I was trying to open up the horizons and i think that's what we do a lot on bowhunter planet is saying there's there's a lot out there we try to be a wide open platform for everybody and i think it's been very successful at doing that i think that you know we're not trying to dictate any specific bow to anybody we really aren't it's not that we we, we, now believe me there's bow companies who help us out more than others for Mm -hmm. sure and there's companies that want us to find hunters for them and help out so it's very helpful when we have that that support from them and not all companies do that but none of them really pay us it's not like we're like oh hey well one thing we try to do is say go check them out Go shoot at your local dealer because it's really about personal preference. It's about you. It's not about us. I We're was just, just going to say that. Unless you're a sponsored shooter, there's no reason you shouldn't try the different types of bows that are out there because they're just phenomenal. I'm going to push back on a little bit, though, to say that. Even if you are a sponsored shooter, you're a sponsored shooter because you like them. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the guys out there that shoot Matthews, that shoot PSE, that shoot Hoyt, are shooting those brands because they like it. Even here, when we had our shows, we shot those bows because we liked them first. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's get a little bit into honesty here about that. So we originally had one of our shows. We had a bow sponsor, sponsor show, and the guys didn't like the bow. I'm not going to name names because it's not – it's because they didn't like it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't like it. So they didn't actually like it, and there was a lot of negativity – Hard time here, actually, about that. This is a long time ago. It's like 2012, 2013. And the guys, they had these bows, and they really did not like them. So we had to make a decision quickly based on that, and we got out of that company the next year. And from that point on, we stuck with certain brands, and I'm not naming names. You can probably figure it out if you go on <laughs> to the hunting shows and figure them out. Um But, you know, it, the guys, everybody was different. It was like broadheads. It was a disaster. Yeah. Like, you know... What like some of the like a bow tech is the easy one, right? They have a high end bow, they have a, a long bow, they have a short bow, they have a lot of variety, and most of their bows are awesome. I mean, well, actually, all of them. I don't really know any bow tech that's on a good bow, so it's very easy. Same with Hoyt, they have such a variety that it made it easy. You know, when Bone Driven was sponsored by Hoyt, it was no problem. Then they were sponsored by Bowtech, no problem, because there's such a variety that everybody could fit something, yeah. and there was options. So if I said to Jay, shoot this. Uh, carbon icon and he's like yeah it's cool but i don't like it i'm not big on carbon or i'm not big on it's too light then he could shoot a rain six or i mean there's options so i'm saying there wasn't it wasn't like you had to shoot they only have one model right some boat companies only have like two models i mean look at ben pearson i mean that company is so tiny and they don't really do any marketing anymore there that's this is the whole concept this marketing podcast is look who's you know obviously no booms 
uh, article is a big deal to it, but we also got to look at some other stuff in the industry. Let's go ahead and walk across this industry right now with brands. Hoyt, they do a lot of marketing, yeah. different marketing than others, but yeah. they do their own. They have Cameron Haynes. They got mm-hmm. certain ways they do it. Yeah. They do the, the test lab. They do different things specifically. They're very specific on how they do it, and they do a great job. Their content's amazing. You look at their content, what they're doing online, awesome, right? Flip to Matthews, same thing. They're very specific on what they do. They're very, they hold to their, their values of what they're going to do. They don't just spread out and do anything, not anymore. You know, everybody's come in and brought it all in in the last few years. PSE, they seem to focus more on shows on TV than online that I've seen at least. Mm-hmm. So I do think they need to move more online. It's my personal opinion. Um, and do more online stuff. And I think they're getting there, though. I think as time goes on, they start to realize. And you know, also with Target marketing, you know, with Target. So Target is another thing. You know, are you putting too much money into Target as opposed to bow hunting, right? you got to figure all that. Or crossbow to compound. Right. This is all important stuff, and you only have so much money to go around to do these yeah. things. Athens, small company, they don't do enough marketing. They need a lot to do a lot more. They've done some stuff, and I, I, I give them my hats off. They at least still do test lab. I'm surprised, but yeah. they do. The bows are great. They're awesome bows, no doubt about it. Jason, great team over there. But I don't know what their their overall goal is. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's your goal? Is your goal to sell 20,000 bows or, uh, you know, 1,000? I don't know. You know what I mean? That's not my job to know that. What about the, APA? APA is Canadian, so that's their biggest – downside they have to get more bows into dealers into the u.s and 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 do more marketing here it's hard to overcome an american bow company being a canadian bow company Mm -hmm. just is because americans they don't i think americans are misunderstood when it comes to what they buy so a lot of things you buy are chinese and other stuff you just don't realize it and i think you don't understand that it's so not everybody i'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about you do but i'm saying a lot of things you buy are made in china your keyboard your mouse Mm -hmm. Your stuff in your the vehicle, parts, are made, but parts in your vehicle. Yeah. yeah, you can call things right? American all day. It doesn't mean they're actually American. The cam on your bow could be American, or it could be from China coming in as a piece, and they right. assemble it to something else. So, my point in that story is that just because somebody calls it American doesn't mean it's necessarily American. Now, is it assembled America. America, America, <laughs> or is it not? I don't know. I'm just saying. So, I, all I'm saying is that for me, that's not something that stops me from <clears throat> buying something. But for you, it might be. But you might be getting, you know. Persuaded wrongly. So yeah, but so but is the where's where does the issue lie? Does the issue lie with the dealer bow hunt the the dealer um, bow manufacturer relationship? Is it the the marketing TV um, bow manufacturer relationship? Where where do where do people go wrong? Well, let's go back to APA. So APA has a couple things they have to decide on and figure out. So being that they're in Canada. They're probably the largest compound bow maker in Canada. I don't. I can't think of any other compound bow ma- manufacturer in Canada. Their their issues are distribution because they have to get into the states, right? And they have a. They already have Canada. People buy their bows in right. Canada. It makes sense. Just like Excalibur, they're right. Canadian. But you, when it comes to states, Excalibur's got Bass Pro Shops. They got big box stores that sell their bows. You know, and they're a great bow. And and they're one of the only recurves in the and I think maybe the only recurve yeah, crossbow yeah, in the market. Say that's probably true. And so everybody who shoots it's like, wow, why would I ever get a compound if I can shoot a recurve and have no issues of yeah. explosions yeah. or I mean Excalibur crushed it with their marketing when it came to specifically yeah. showing the durability yeah. of that bow. They they dropped it from a helicopter, yeah. like 
four four hundred store. I forgot what it was. They dropped it so far, dragged picked it up, shot rocks, it, yeah. dragged through rocks, <laughs> ran it over with four wheelers, and they shot right into it. It always hit the same. Well, a lot of hunters center. can relate to that too, right? Because how many times you've been in the field, and you know, it doesn't matter what piece of equipment you have, you're always worried about something getting mm-hmm. hung up, and that ruins your hunt. So if it's Absolutely. durable, if you have that durability. You know that you're you're gonna be rock solid. I, I actually there. had the conversation the other day with a guy that was looking to buy a bow, and he had it between. Uh, I don't want to say the, the the other brand, but he had it between a brand and, and Excalibur. And you know, my thoughts on it were, you know, you you got to look at it. You got to look at a lot of different things. Comfort. You got to look at um, longevity. You got to look at speed. You got you know, there's a lot of different Durability. factors that go into it. The two main ones, though, because you got to remember, it's your money that you're spending, right? So it's all about the value. It's about comfort. And it's about how how much it's going to cost you to maintain that bow over mm-hmm. time. And that's I agree. That's where Excalibur's really excelled. Oh, they, is that they they've taken that second piece and they've owned the market, the yeah. the entire market on the on the longevity and the durability of their bows. Not to say that they're not comfortable, but there's a lot of comfortable bows out there. And as you guys know, the Excalibur, all you need to do is take a string with you. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, just to that swap it is out. It. Yeah. Yeah. A string. Yep. And as many times as other bow manufacturers say, well, our strings are rated for 300 or 400 shots, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it's not the 300 or 400 shots that get you. It's it's that it's one that time one you ding it in the door, yeah. you try and shoot it, your your, your string breaks, it. and your cams now have yeah. to be inspected That's by a dealer. That's what's scary about you know, it's, it's In general. Yeah. 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 I mean, sure. I've never... Um... Well, but anyway, but back, back to, to the topic. Let me yes, go back to the sorry. APA. So APA has to make a decision. Do they want you split split limb or no split limb? Every manufacturer, pretty much every manufacturer, including Athens, uh, has gone to a split limb, and APA has not yet. They're one of the only ones to not do that. Well, that's fine. The bow's great, but you know what? What you're there's a different technology there, right? You're going from everybody went away from the solid limb. Do you have to make that decision? So these are important decisions for them to make. But to me, the biggest barrier to entry is is being in Canada, not in the U.S. Because that's been their hardest. Because you know some dealers are probably like, why should I carry this? And other, but the APA does have great things on their bow. They have things yeah. that nobody has, yeah. nobody, mm-hmm. um, which makes it a very, very, and they're fast, super fast bows, powerful. And they're cool looking. I but love that's, the thing. But that's, and you could say that all day long, but where can somebody in our area go and shoot it? I don't know it's the answer, very, to be You know honest. what I mean? I don't know that answer. I mean, you go on their website and check and see if it's possible. Sure. But the other thing I would say is that there's a lot of good things to it. I definitely, if you don't shoot, you've never shot an APA, check it out. you got to check it out. All but right, so let's let, move let's on. Talk about, let's talk about winners and losers in the marketing. So if we were to, if we were to rank, you know, winners and, let, let, and let's not say losers, but let's say nah, needs and a bad word. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's say needs improvement. Well, let's put it this way. I had a conversation the other day with a boat manufacturer who's a smaller one and um, I'm not going to name names again, but uh, the conversation was around doing more bows on test lab, doing um, maybe more of the podcast, like being on is more of a thing. And their whole thing was, um, you know, they didn't really want to spend money. You know, their whole thing was really, and I'm not saying you have to spend a lot of money to be on our show, but I mean, like, simple things like we'll keep the bow. I mean, 100 grand ain't a lot. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, but my point is they were doing, they're doing like a couple TV shows and I'm not going to name names of the shows because I want to rip on people, but to me, it's a waste of money. Just stupid, like, really. Well, that's where we bought it. this is what I was getting to is that the person talking to me, the owner, one of the owners of the company, he's an engineer. He's not a marketing person. Yeah. See, yeah. and this has been the biggest yeah. beef I have in this industry is that the marketing people. What? It's still alive. What? No, no there's another one. one. What? The other one. Oh! <laughs> Dude, these things. Oh, Tim almost knocked the whole $5,000 thing down. Pissed it's in the. Ah! It's Just where? Let it land. Let it land. 
Man. I'm not moving, dude. I'm not Where'd moving. Where'd it go? Oh, we're losing mics too. There's what? It's under your foot. Back by there's the got. Uh, there's got to be. There's got to be a nest look. somewhere. What is going Nowhere. on here? Go, Probably go a nest in the basement. Go back by the. W- this is uh insane, but um, I'm gonna have to pause. Yeah, we got to take a commercial break. Right commercial in front of break. your foot there. Hey guys, it's Dave from the show. Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. These are some really great people and some really great companies that have really helped to make this podcast so successful. Vanguard is a maker of some amazing tripods, hunting packs, binos, shooting sticks, tripods, photography gear, and much more. These guys really know what they're doing, and you should definitely check them out when you get a minute. Rax Inc. Get your favorite bow brand hanger from Rax Inc. Even uh, a BHP edition they have, which is really sweet, and that would be really cool if you guys had that. Absolutely send your pictures with those. We'd love to love to see that. Uh, Rax has got you covered with whatever brand you are using as your bow, and uh, they'll have a hanger just for you. Stealth Cam. Stealth Cam is a maker of some absolutely incredible uh, trail cameras, and if you're looking to get your camera game on this year, this is what you need. Uh, so you can see what's going on in the field. Uh, you can even go wireless with these guys. They got everything you need uh, right there at their website. Skullhooker. Skullhooker is one of the newest sponsors for BHP. But these guys, man, they are making some incredible European mounts for your animals. Uh, these mounts not only give you a creative way to show off your prize game, but also a versatile way to hang those mounts and get them all over your room. It's going to be really cool. You guys got to check them out, see them on the podcast. Really, really cool latest sponsor is Beyond the Ears, which is a pro shop located in Oxford, Michigan. Uh, They carry great products including bows, accessories, binos, clothing, coolers, and much, much more. And oh yeah, if you are not in Michigan, that's okay because they have a sick website that you can buy all your your gear from and everything you need. Uh, Definitely check out Beyond the Ears. Really cool people. Really, really great shop. And uh, you might even see us there sometimes, so definitely check out our events to see when we might be there. And last but not least, Crossman, makers of some of the best air guns in the world. Not only does Crossman make air guns, but they also make archery gear as well. Make sure you check them out online and, uh, you know, help get a kid outdoor shooting today. Crossman gives you those perfect opportunity products to do that. Crossman really gives you the ability to get kids outdoors and help pass on the heritage that we all love. Uh, You can find all the links to these great sponsors at the bottom of each episode. So click away and show your support for the podcast and these cool companies that help bring it to you. Now, on to the show. So one of the biggest issues is in in the industry is that, you know, the owners of companies aren't marketing people. And that's been a big problem because they don't understand how marketing works. So they think they understand it, but they really don't. And here's my biggest thing I can tell anybody that's a manufacturer listening to this. It takes money to make money. Very simple. That is a very simple concept that you, you, you are not the only person that has to do that. Any single manufacturer, any, anything out there has to do that. Well, and, and I don't want to... Every I, company I, I don't want to toot our own horn because it's not what this is about. But what I do want to say is that that's where we fit in when we created what we created when we created it. It was, it was... A perfect, it was a perfect timing for a perfect platform for what was becoming what we know now as social media, but at the time we didn't know it, right? It was about creating the online content, trying to get into a realm and, and giving our opinion, giving our, giving our real road view on something and trying to get out in front of people and which you couldn't do before. It was all about TV. It was all about all of the, it was, it was about all about TV and really big money. media print. Big there, money. there was no online presence for a lot of companies back when we started nine Dude. years ago. 
But that stuff, like in in the hunting industry, I, like these guys can't make that much money. Okay, hmm. let's 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 get to the. No- There's okay. So okay. no, let, let's just talk about numbers. The overhead within the within the manufacturing companies, it's big. Well, right? that's what I'm saying. So there's not a lot of money to be made. It's not like you're you're making eighty percent profit on a bow that you're selling. You're not in a lot of in a lot of circumstances. In some circumstances, yes, you are, but not in a lot of circumstances. <laughs> you got that? What does that mean in exactly? I didn't. Get... In some of it, no. But okay, I guess, hold on. Because there's all I'm saying had, is okay. Okay, ahead. all I'm trying to say is. I'm a bow manufacturer, okay? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Shut that okay. down. So here I am. Hypothetically? Pre- Here's what I'm saying, though. How many bows do I have to sell to pay for a, a major TV show? A lot. To get my a money lot. back. That's all I'm trying to get at. So, well, you, know, see, you got the things. And I mean, can I give like a company props? Is that okay? Sure. Like Bowtech, perfect example. The right amount of shows, the right amount of online, the right amount of everything. And that's what they work on doing. It's not all shows. It's not no shows. It's like that's but that's what you Bo need. Tech, to, unlike other companies, hired someone who knows social, exactly. internet, and TV. He understands all of that. So yep. he gets how it interacts. Just like Well, Expedition that goes back now. to your point of... Expedition's new president, no, or vice whatever his title is, Chris. Yeah. Chris understands yes, that there's a mix and match. See, you can't just do TV or magazine. You have to do all. It is a spread out. You have to... Nowadays, you have to capture people in every way you can. And you have to split that across. Now... So back to my, and I guess that, that's where this I was trying to go. This is ridiculous. Winners and losers, right? So one of the biggest winners that I see has been Obsession. Yep. Right? A company that, that is, I don't want to say startup. They came from Roots, you know, and they, they, they built a brand out of Roots that they kind of already had. But at the same time, you don't see them in, you don't see them in big Spock retailers a whole ton. You don't see them on TV but they have a following, and they've built that following yeah. for a for a, in, in a really good successful successful yeah. period. So, yeah. um, well, social media obviously changed. It was a game changer sure. because before I think it goes right back to what we're talking about with Matthews. They had and Dave said it. You know, it takes money to make money. So unless you could get on a TV show, whether it's something like Bowhunter Planet, you know, coming up that way, yeah. you know, this wasn't even a dream before social media. Or, or the internet taken off because yeah. try doing this without money to get on a TV show to showcase what you're trying yeah. to do. And, and like you said, you came in at the right time, you know, and the same thing applies to the bow companies, okay? So yeah. it gives Obsession a chance to rise through a following, yeah. maybe through social media, word of mouth. And word of mouth now, as we know, with social media, right? So Huge. I can tell you something right now, and before... I get home, my wife knows what I told you, and that's I don't know how great, that happens. And that's a great mm-hmm. segue. So that's great for... And that's a great segue into, into a point that I wanted to make, which was, um, you know, we've seen the industry change. Even, even, even in the years that we have been doing it, the industry has changed a lot, even from a social media standpoint. And we can go as, we can go as basic as saying, okay, the, we, we were huge into Facebook. Recently, and I'm not going to say, you know, we're not, not, as, not as recent as Facebook, but big into Instagram. Um, but the, that industry has even changed. You've got a lot of political landscape within, the, within the social media nowadays, which drives the algorithms in which people view us. Mm-hmm. So we had, to, we had to reinvent our wheel a couple of times. One of the yeah. reasons, 
what you're listening to right now, which is the podcast, still trying to get out there and bring our message to everybody. And I think one of the latest trends that I've noticed in there is, is exactly what were you saying? It's and it, I would go on one step farther of of saying it's center of influences that are really where people are attracted to free and free advertising starts with center of influences. And that's where you see, I mean, the, the numbers that you get out of some of these, some of these people on Instagram and they have blown up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be 2,000, 3,000, mm-hmm. 5,000 was amazing. Oh, now it's 100,000, 200,000. And we're not even there. We're not yeah. even close, right? We're at 30,000, in between 30 and 40,000. And by the way, give us a like on Instagram if you haven't already. <laughs> Let's get it up there. Um, but my point is, is that that's where people are looking for. It's all about that quick mm-hmm. center of influence. What are you to me today? Mm-hmm. Type of type of social media that's going on, and I just see that progression going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And it's about this, so we have to we we as a company have been trying to diversify ourselves out to get into as in, in front of as many media platforms as possible. That takes time, takes energy, but it's worth it for us because we still want to bring our message to everybody. Well, you're focusing on the younger generation of hunters, and that is key for them because yeah. everything is right now yeah. in instant gratification. If you don't have that with the younger hunters, you're going to lose them, right. and that's the market right now, right? Because our, you know, we already lost them. I mean, I don't want to say 20, the older 25 hunters, minutes but in this podcast, they're right. already gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. if there was exactly, <laughs> if there wasn't something for them, yeah, tell me now. I want to know now, and that's it. But we'll get, we'll get them on the. Fortnite that's thing. so important though in terms of uh marketing and getting that message out Fortnite. you know <laughs> that's what we need to do but no you're right you're absolutely so so you I mean back to media and marketing you know winners and losers obsession one of the winners i would say and here here's a kind of a mixed one oneida huge back in the day right there's a lot of people that shot him a lot of people that know him because they were just different right yeah they went away for a long time but the TV shows, and, and this isn't this isn't bow hunting TV shows. This is like mainstream, the Arrow, like on on. I don't remember what network it's on, but I mean they've really kind of brought that bat, that brand back to life. Now they had another company that bought them out recently. Yeah, Bass Pro Shop yep. bought them, and and so they're yeah. they're they have an influence in the marketing and, and all Wells that kind of stuff, it, so and they're doing a really up. good job yeah. at it. Uh, but that's, that's one of those brands that you see kind of kind of missing the boat for a little while, but then realizes the value of or somebody else in. But if you realize the value of the brand, to a bow fishing it back. tournament and watch the people getting sure. off their boats, sure, probably about 30, 40, maybe even fifty percent of them shoot no night. Well, and you're right, but that's such a small portion. I know of the bow hunting industry, percentage wise. Well, at one time, you know, as technology changed. <laughs> in the archery world, Oneida kind of stayed status quo. And, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't a bad thing. They were confident yeah. in their product, and they felt like... But they missed the boat on the market. Exactly. Market-ing. Yeah, exactly. They didn't put their money where they needed right. to. And to that's keep, the point I'm, I'm telling you right now, and, and I was a big fan of Oneida. I still am, to be honest with you. But they could have dominated it if they put their money in the right places yeah. because they were just different. Agreed. And that's what you look for in a company is Agreed. different. And that's what we've seen a lot of these companies. They progress for, towards a lot of the mm-hmm. same things, right? Mm-hmm. There's Somebody comes out with carbon, everybody comes out with carbon. Your average somebody hunter comes out with solo cam, everybody comes out with solo cam. Somebody comes out with no cam. Well, anybody so, that knows anything about it, Nida, it, it, it was basically a small shop. Yep. It was set up in Marion, Michigan, and it consisted of a pole barn. Mm-hmm. To where they manufactured, tested, and 
wound up shipping. I, I, I think at one point the only place that you could buy a bow if it wasn't wasn't online. I don't even think they offered them online. I, I think it was through trade shows or you had to drive to Marion, Michigan and dr buy it directly yeah. from Pollington. But that, that's that's one of those that's one of those companies that has benefited from the non-traditional marketing avenue. Right. Right. If it wasn't for that non-traditional they they'd be they'd be gone. They'd be gone. So Yeah, they would definitely be gone. Somebody would own their patents, but you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> so, anyway, um final comments? Anybody? Shoot all the bows you can. Shoot whatever yeah. you think's comfortable and affordable. That's it. That's and that's a whole other podcast because we do have other podcasts on, um, you know, the, the the convenience of buying, how we're buying, like just kind of <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting stuff thrown yeah. at me. Um, and and we'll just wrap it up with that. Thank you for listening to the Boner Planet podcast, everybody. We will see you next time. Oh, dick. <laughs> Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.